Hey guys, Steve here. I wanted to tell you about today's sponsor, Nux. It's Nux 3-in-1 Refresher Spray. It's a moisture-absorbing spray that's designed specifically for men, especially the undercarriage guys. I mean, on a summer day, if you've ever been out and about, you get all sweaty and sticky, but you don't have time to take a shower, this is the answer. I'm sure you've had that experience, guys, and it sucks. So I want to tell you, this is a game changer. You can use it on your armpits. You know, you can put it on clothing, sports pads, pretty much anything that collects moisture. They actually design this stuff for military applications. So tactical gear, anything that you don't want sticky and um, you don't want to stink. So uh, visit MyNux.com. And, you know, I want to let you know that it has no aluminum ingredients. It's tested to be safe and effective. And it comes in scented or unscented varieties. So, again... That's mynux.com. That's my K N U C K S.com. What is the difference between CBD oil and hemp oil? Um, well, hemp oil is one thing, but full spectrum hemp oil is another. And CBD is just one of the many hundred plus cannabinoids that are found in full spectrum hemp oil. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of the most famous one at this point. THC is the other one, although you find that in very low levels in hemp. Um, but, you know, CBD is, is the one that's getting a lot of the recognition right now. But it's really kind of like, you know, you really want all the full spectrum of cannabinoids in order to get the full effect. It's called the entourage effect, in fact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we look at it like a rock band, right? If you've got the singer, the lead singer, uh, that's CBD. He's out there. She's out there. Um, and they sound good, you know, acapella. But without the drummer and the guitarists and, you know, everybody else in the band, <laughs> it can't all come together. So you can't get the full effect. So Who, what is the drummer? What is the band? would you say uh, well, the drummer could be cbg uh the <laughs> the guitarist could be cbn okay. you know the light guy is cbc uh you know the 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 roadie is is another cannabinoid and then you've got your terpenes and your flavonoids and your trichomes oh man you're losing uh, me yeah because I, I keep hearing there's cbd oil <laughs> now we got hemp oil that's like but but which yeah. one, but which one is the right one to buy which one do we well, go after? Well, you know, you like... know it's, a good, it's a good question. And honestly, CBD, if, you, if you're calling your, your product CBD, mm-hmm. then that's actually a really it's, – it's a red flag for consumers because that means that that company actually either doesn't know that calling their product CBD is out of compliance with FDA regulations, uh, which it is, or right. they don't care, which is another red flag. So you've got a lot of – CBD on the market. Um, that's what people are Googling. It's what people are looking for. It's what we're talking about right now. But you should really be looking for uh, full spectrum hemp oil because, again, that has the entourage effect and it signifies or it should signify to you that the company that you're purchasing your products from knows what they're doing and cares about being in compliance and understands the regulations around it. So, that's, you know, we're actually creating a, that's what I was doing right before we jumped on. Uh, really? <laughs> create, yeah. Creating a, how to identify quality hemp products. Wow. And, it's like, I, know, it's like I read your mind. That's what we do here on, <laughs> on boss to boss. It's Rhett Taylor, everybody. That's Rhett, R-E-T. Uh, be sure to check him out on Hello Ned. 
the full spec full spectrum hemp uh i guess how do you like to how do you like to call it uh, yeah well, we call it uh, full spectrum hemp oil okay the full spectrum full spectrum hemp oil you can check them out at helloned.com or at meet ned on facebook instagram twitter right pretty much yep. you uh you name it and that's ned uh n e d n as in nancy hello ned which is yep. a very clever name i'm sure you get people like why why ned why not ted uh, like why <laughs> Well, you know, we looked at the whole industry and it was either like super scientific or super crunchy granola. And we didn't want to be either. We're, our mission is to be much more approachable. And, uh, you know, Ned kind of came to us. Ned is is sort of the fictional character. that He's the guy that you would go to when you're looking for a natural remedy or you want to, you know, there's something rattling in your truck Ned is the guy who's going to fix it. Or you want to learn about stoicism from the ancient Greeks. Like Ned is a Renaissance man. And he's honestly, Ned is who I aspire to be at some point in my life. It's who I'm working toward. So, but also Ned is a very simple name. It's, it's approachable and it's different. So it is. And like, no one really uses Ned. Is it even a real name or do you guys create it? Uh, No, Ned is a, uh, fiction of our I like it. imagination. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you had my mind going all over the place. Cause I was like thinking of like the perfect being the perf, you know, like the ultimate, uh, human being. Or then like, I was also thinking of the guy in high school that, that was your net, <laughs> you know, like and there's so many different thoughts where it went into my head when you were uh, yeah. describing that. <laughs> I had a net in high school too. And he yeah. reached out and he saw us and he's like, Hey, you didn't name that after me, did you? <laughs> no, we didn't, Ned. But um, we named it after a, you know, a Renaissance man, somebody, or a Renaissance woman, somebody who's simple, connected with the land, and somebody you would go to who you trust when you don't want to go to doctors and you don't want to get handfuls of pharmaceuticals. Ned's your guy. And just like a, ta- a question, is something that I've been kind of dealing with. Well, not so much personally, but. The podcast producer, aka the leg breaker, Steve Wiley, who might make an appearance later on. He, uh, his dog has has uh, has seizures, and mm. they've uh, experimented. They've been using, um, I guess, I'm not sure if it's CBD or hemp oil anymore, but <laughs> full spectrum hemp oil. I hope they are using. Maybe that's where Hopefully, they're going yeah. wrong. Maybe that's where they're going wrong. But uh, he's hearing a lot of things and. Uh, just overall, it's been one of the most searched topics, I guess. We kind of looked into this. and yeah. it, Can you build up a tolerance specifically with pets um, to to the oil? Yeah, no, not really. Um, you can get to a point, though, where you are now healthy and you need to take less. Um, so, you know, not really. And what we hope, though, is that you do get to that point so that you don't need to be buying our products. That's that's our end goal. Um, mm. And, you know, we're not just a CBD company. We're not just a full spectrum hemp oil company. Um, we're in development on several other products that are just as natural as our full spectrum hemp oil is. Um, but these are products that are from the earth, uh, like magnesium is one that we're working on currently. Um, we've got a a few others in the works, Hmm. but, um, you know, our goal is to enable people to not, 
enabled people to have a better first line of defense when it comes to their health than, you know, I'm anxious or I'm having trouble sleeping. I got to go see a doctor. And the doctor prescribes the pharmaceuticals and the pharmaceuticals lead to other pharmaceuticals, which lead to others. And all of a sudden you used to just have trouble sleeping and now you've, you've got all kinds of other issues. And so, you know, it's this loop that's extremely lucrative, Mm -hmm. um, which we're looking to, yeah, put a dent in. And so can you build up a tolerance to it? You can you can become healthier and not need it any longer. Um, that's our goal. Awesome. No, I like that. And I guess you kind of, you got me thinking now, cause, um, now everyone's, you know, constantly complaining about insurance, insurance, you know, being in America, <clears throat> it's a big topic of debate, but if you're trying to eliminate having to go to the doctor, it's almost like you can push towards that audience, that, that group of entrepreneurs, that group of like me being a small business owner, I can't offer insurance to my employees right now because we just we're, we're too small of a business. But mm-hmm. I could be like, but there's an alternative for you, perhaps. Or you know, instead of wasting the hundreds and thousands of dollars there, you know, maybe this could be something. I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm just going well, at absolutely. it now. You know, we um, you know we're a small business too, and uh, we with our employees we we do offer healthcare, but you know we supplement that by saying. Please work outdoors. Uh, please use our product. Please eat healthily. Please um, ride your bike to work. Mm-hmm. Get your exercise. Like we're not going to slow you down from doing that because those are all things that I believe the healthcare industry should be promoting. And there, there are healthcare companies that are doing so. Um, and you see where you know if you ride a, your bike to work, you get a few extra points. Yeah. You can ride like nine minutes or something. You know. Mm-hmm. And this is all smart. So I actually believe that in the near future, insurance companies will begin paying for things like hiking boots and rafting trips and the sorts of things that get you healthier. Like insurance companies should pay for your gym membership. Um, it just makes economic sense if for them because that yeah. means you lose, you'll be using them far less. It so. sounds genius, but it's like, why, why is this not happening? It's crazy. Yeah. It will happen, and it's yeah. beginning to. It's beginning to. It's or, it's happening in other countries, uh, Japan, South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, there are pres- doctors are writing prescriptions for taking a walk in the woods, or you know, spending time just sitting by a creek. That's your prescription. And you have some uh, some background about uh, walking in the woods and sitting next to creeks, right? That's uh... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those are two of my favorite things to do. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of you know, for everybody uh, tuning in, kind of, uh, you know, Rhett Taylor is partners with Adrian Zimmerman, who was on uh, on the podcast a few weeks back and with, with, with Ned. And you're definitely like the other end of the spectrum. I mean, not fully, but, you know, you came, you he had, you know, a lot of business he was doing. You had a not that you weren't doing business, you had kind of other ways of doing business. And yeah, you know, I've, I've been, you know, every bit as much a businessman as Adrian, but my focus has always been, yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not, no, 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 that's cool. I I like that. Uh, yeah, he was more of the office, a person, it seemed like, and you were more of the running business different ways outside and getting around. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, 
my business is stretched back 19 years now, and um, they've either been on the environmental side, uh, environmental protection, remediation, uh, stewardship, or on the, you know, kind of the outdoor side. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I, I saw, I've spent the last 13 years really studying what it is about having a deeper connection with nature that helps me thrive. So why is it that when I take a walk in the woods or sit next to a creek, I, I then can come back and just crank on whatever I'm working on. And my creativity levels are there. My focus is there. You know, it's that reminds me of, of a supplement or a drug. Yeah. Um, right? You yeah, know? I'm, think, I'm so, thinking of like, what, Adderall or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't even really know because I haven't needed it because I've always just been drawn to that. And I've, so yeah, so I've, and it's cool because we live at a time when it's no longer just like philosophers and poets saying a walk in the woods will do you good. Um, we can actually see into the body through modern technology, MRI, EKG machines. We can see the hormones and the neurotransmitters and all the biomarkers that that are firing when we do spend time in nature or when we just put a plant on our desk or look at an image on our cell phone of a beach like literally that sparks those biomarkers those neurotransmitters and hormones that you want to be in an optimal state and um and so i've studied a, a, a lot of that and i spent 11 years doing so um and it was a very kind of a, like just how do i feel better and then three years or so ago it was um you know how can i spread this how can i how can I share this this beautiful knowledge with people? And um, and you know, Ned is a is the embodiment of that. It's um, our product. First of all, is extremely natural. It comes directly from the farm, and it's grown organically. It's even grown biodynamically, which is a whole you know ladder above organic. Um, but it's it's really that embodiment of that ethos that or that belief, the understanding that 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 deeper connection with the natural world will help you thrive. And you could even see the the farmer himself in your uh, yeah. vid- in your videos on your website. Yeah, well, that's for me. It's yeah. We we highlight Kurt, farmer Kurt, who's the man. Um, he's awesome. he's a Ned. He's a Renaissance man. <laughs> you see, like that's kind of who I thought of as well. He was one of the other yeah. people. Because I saw that video a couple of times and it kind of stuck with me. Um, yeah. Kind of branching off of that, when I think of you know nature, I think of the beach, I think of you know these things. Mm-hmm. I've tried to work in situations like that before, and it's very hard for me because mm-hmm. I'm I'm there and I'm thinking about all the stuff I could be doing, or if I come out of it, I'm like, oh man, now I got to crank out like this, whatever it is, some a bunch of accounting stuff I got to do. Like it's yeah. so hard to stay focused after things like that. How do you get past it? Um, you know, I take it in doses and I, there are only certain things that I do when I work outdoors and I have this whole like, you know, outdoor office I've created. I've got a, huh. you know, a, a collapsible desk or a little, you know, a camp table, camp chair. I've got a jet pack, um, a battery pack and I can work from anywhere but I don't do certain things there. So I, I do my big picture stuff there. Like I write articles there. I might create um, strategy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, big thinking. But when wow. it comes to, you know, like 
reconciling the books, like, yeah, I'm, I'd much rather do that indoors. Yeah, it just that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You're right. Because that's when your mind explores a little bit more and mm-hmm. tasks like that become fun, funner. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Right. <laughs> and, and how did you, I guess, get into that whole realm? Because obviously you weren't, you know, you you started up a few things, you know, quite a few things throughout throughout your time, and um, mm-hmm. and making it sound like you've been around for a while, which you're you're you're, you're fairly young. <laughs> well, I just turned forty, so I don't know if that's young or not. But... No, that is that is. I would I was going to give you mid early to mid thirties. So uh, uh, if it, if it's Ned, that's working. You know, power power to it. Yeah, uh, it's um, you know, it's it's following purpose. That's that's what keeps you young. And I'm definitely doing that through Ned. Uh, it took though 35 years, 36 years to get there. And um, yeah, you know, it took living in in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, which is full of wonderful people, but it is the armpit of the world. It is hot, and there's not a sidewalk anywhere, and there's not a yoga studio anywhere. Not that I'm a big yogi, but I I like being in places where there are yogis. <laughs> Why is and, that? Um, what's that? Why is that? I like people. I like you know spirituality. I like okay. uh, movement. I like health. I like what what yogis focus on. Uh, I'm not a yogi, but uh, but I appreciate them. And um, and there's there wasn't any of that in Riyadh. Um, mm-hmm. And you know I moved back to Colorado. I just I needed to. I, I was just drawn back to Colorado. I needed nature and. Um, and I found it here in Boulder. I mean, Boulder's like the center of all that. So, how long how long were you there for in uh, Saudi Arabia? Uh, I was there twice. My first job was in Saudi in, in Jeddah for two years, and then mm-hmm. again, I brought my business, my furniture business, to Saudi Arabia in 2012, 13, and 14. Wow! And that's the you were sell you were selling uh, medical furniture, right? No, uh, hospitality furniture. Hospitality. So hotels. But I got into all types of different stuff. I had some really cool partners there, mm-hmm. and they were super well connected. I ended up working with the son of the king, creating his private office—not um, the furniture, but like the the yeah. structure and, mm-hmm. and the the staff. Um, I got into selling military tents. <laughs> I was the biggest supplier of military tents in the Middle East for. About a year. <laughs> How does one just simply get up and go and start up a business and go to the Middle East and, and run it? Like, how well, does that even happen? It sounds like this is almost like too good to be true. It's it's a wild yeah. story. Yeah. Well, you know, my first first job was in Saudi and I met a ton of great people. Got it. Okay. And then I was asked to come back and bring my company there. So, and then, um, you know, Middle East or Saudi Arabia, I, I should say, is... is um, you know, there were a lot of opportunities presented to me. And I'm, at that point in my life, I was unfocused and I was willing to bird dog all these different uh, things going on. So, yeah. So did you, the first time you were still working for someone, right? The second time you weren't. Yeah. Yep. And how did, do you feel that it was good that you were working for someone initially? Cause you got that opportunity. You got to kind of take advantage and learn and oh, yeah. do yeah. what you could. Absolutely. Um, and I was 22 and two weeks out of college. And, um, so yeah, I, I spent the first five years working for people and mm-hmm. then it's been, um, it's been 
14 years since that I've been on, on my own. What made you make that jump? Was there a reason? I mean, it sounded like you were doing fun things prior. Yeah, I was. I definitely was. Um, I, I Well, I was in, after Saudi, I was in Miami and I was doing land acquisitions for a big home building company, um, which was a very cool job. And I learned everything there is to know about, well, that's not fair to say, but I learned a lot about the real estate world. How uh, much but, can you really learn in Miami, yeah. right? <laughs> Well, it was it was all South Florida, and um, uh, and if you want to learn the real estate world, then become a land acquisitions executive or junior executive, whatever. Do uh, land land acquisitions because you'll go through the entire the entire process of the real estate world. So that's what I was doing. Uh, the real estate market crashed in two thousand six in Florida, and um, I was dating a wonderful Brazilian girl and uh, moved with her to Brazil on a whim. Um, and I ended up creating the or co-founding the uh, Green Building Council of Brazil and we brought LEED certification to Brazil, uh, myself and two others. And um, I spent all my money doing that and surfing and kiteboarding and drinking caipaninhas and exploring Brazil. Oh, man. And, um, you know, no regrets there, but, um, uh, so that was really my first venture on my own. So um, the, the council, does it still exist to this day? That one, the specific it does. Okay. Yeah, it does. And it's actually become very quickly became like the voice for sustainability in Brazil and really much of South America. There are over, I think there are nearly 2000 lead certified buildings in Brazil at this point. That's, that's amazing. And like, how do you still play a role at all? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I'm still close with the co-founders, mm -hmm. um, but actually um, it's led by uh, Philippe Cousteau, Jacques Cousteau's grandson. Oh, wow. And he's been doing a great job with it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, I spent all my money and then I ended up in New York City, uh, started a business there, the furniture business. Mm -hmm. And that was um, just good timing, sort of. Not really, because 2008 happened right afterward. But I stuck with it, and um, you know, it's been 12 years with the furniture business. Because so it seems, you know, starting up the businesses, starting up, you know, the, the few different things you did. Did you have like some backing? Because that's a lot question I get a lot. That's you know something people worry about all the time. Will, do, will they have the money? Will they have the backing? How did you do it? Yeah, well. Um, furniture business, I was on a draw and commission. Um, so I was an independent sales representative and mm -hmm. a couple of the companies that I represented backed me for the first year. So that was the, that's how I did that. Uh, with Ned though, um, which we started coming up on two years ago, it's entirely bootstrapped. It's just Adrian and I, uh, we put in a rather small amount of money each. Um, you know, we were both coming off of some some pretty good years and uh, we had enough money to get it going and we became profitable in five months, uh, which is extremely rare. And, you know, we're yeah, extremely blessed for that. Yeah, that so, is. <laughs> wow. Uh, maybe uh, I'm, I'm in the wrong industry right now, huh? That's uh... <laughs> uh, It depends. You no, know, we're also extremely cost conscious. We're um, entirely ROI driven. If it doesn't return, we're not doing it. Um, you know, and we, we really, really crawled before we walked, before we began to run. And um, highly recommend that 
um, overhead minimal, um, you know, super, super cost conscious. So, yeah, I, I got to I got to wonder, like, it's got to be getting a little wild right now, right? Because you have all these random companies just popping up out of nowhere. Yeah, right? it's good, though. It's good. You know, every day we get four five, six new companies following us on Instagram. Uh, we've got friends all over the design world. They're like mm-hmm. telling us we're on every board in, in the design offices in New York and L.A. Um, you know, it's good. We're doing something right, that means. And um, yeah, competition is good. Um, but, you know, I, I think one of the things that Adrian and I have that a lot of other people don't have is just perseverance. Um, you know, we have had so many roadblocks in the last two years, mainly just on the regulatory side, the banking side. Um, and we have persevered and persevered. And then, you know, we also have a wonderful team around us mm-hmm. that, uh is just super beneficial and um and then adrian and i really compliment each other he's he's x and i'm y he's black and i'm white like you know we we really are good uh compliment to each other what were some of these moments like was there a moment when you're about to give up but then you guys no. you got past it no never about to i mean give there up. had to be one moment that you just fall down hard and no, no, I mean, we've had some really, really tough spots we've been in. Um, we, uh, but never where we would ever even begin to think about this is it or mm-hmm. giving up. You know, that's that's what I'm referring to as the difference. Um, and we've seen a lot of competitors come and go um, just in a year and a half. What's so. the main reason for that? Like, is there some big roadblock? Yeah, banking is a real with- issue. Uh, credit merchant services, credit card processing in the CBD world. Do they just not want to do it? Yeah, it's um, it it falls to the high risk providers, um, which you know the high risk folks are also um, providing merchant services for mm-hmm. like the gambling world and the pornography world, and you know not that I haven't partaken in both of those, like most red blooded men, but. Um, I didn't. I really didn't want that energy for our business. Yeah, and so we spent quite a bit of time um, finding other solutions. Which uh, those I got to keep close to the vest. Um, you got yeah. But, so you, gotta, um, you got you can't release everything. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I know the guests on Boss to Boss over here get a lot, but you know, a few things you got to hide. You got to keep a couple <laughs> secrets, right? <laughs> yeah, it's possible, and it's becoming more and more possible. Um, but it is an invitation only kind of situation. Um, how so, does, how does one get an invite? <laughs> <laughs> you got to do well for a couple of years first. Uh, I, I did notice, I guess one thing this uh, makes me, I did notice there are places that only take cash or uh, only mm-hmm. take debit cards, I think. Right. So yeah. that, that would probably be right in line with that reasoning, huh? Yeah. And it's unfortunate, you know, but uh, hemp is entirely legal. Uh, it was made legal with the passage of the farm bill back in December. Mm-hmm. Um, it was legal here in Colorado for years before, but, um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. So it's coming around though. Do you have any word of advice for someone out there that's maybe looking like normally I ask this isn't a general question, but someone that's maybe looking to get into the CBD world, especially like, cause there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, MLM uh, just, or is that the right term? Right. 
Uh, a lot of uh, network marketers, I guess, uh, network marketing um, going on with it. So uh, what would you tell someone if they're looking to get into the industry and maybe even start something up? Um, difficult to say. It's um, be, be persistent uh, with any business, obviously. Uh, do your homework with any business, you know. But um, And then just know that it is far, far, far more complicated and difficult than you might think. And if you're just wanting to get into it because, you know, you love cannabis or you think it would be cool or, um, you know, you think it's the big trend right now, then, oh yeah, you know, like, I don't know. It depends on who you are. I, I, it depend. It really depends on who specific the advice would be going to. But it's it is very difficult. There's a lot to it um, from from all angles. Yeah, because there's definitely you know there's definitely a hype. There's mm-hmm. there's definitely a hype. There's a lot of people just trying to push it onto you. A lot of people saying, "Oh, I'm just going to start it. Just do this, do that." Yeah, and, yeah. We um, I would. Yeah, I mean, we got started before the hype. When we started, it was three uh, percent of the U.S. population knew what CBD was. Now it's in the seventies, seventy percent. Just two years later. Uh, talk and, about talk about timing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. The more I think about it, I don't recall. All you hear about is marijuana getting legal, 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 legal. Yeah, and then I don't really recall much CDB talk. I didn't even know what that meant until yeah a few months back. Yeah, well, I I found it back in 2014 when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer mm-hmm. and decided she would skip radiation um, in favor of curing or battling cancer through nutrition and movement and positive thinking. And she she made that decision and scared me to death because I wanted her to you know do yeah. what the doctor said. I wanted her to give herself every chance. We don't know any other way, right? Yeah. And so, but she was firm and I said, all right, then I'm going to go out and learn every single thing I can about this because she knew nothing about that. And, um, and so I went out and I learned everything I could. And CBD was one of the things that kept coming up over and over. Um, and I started buying products for her and, and then I started using them myself. I'm an endurance athlete and I'm constantly sore and and I was taking Advil and ibuprofen all the time. And, um, knowing that that wasn't good. Um, so yeah, came across it pretty early on and there were only a few brands out there, but I just couldn't find any sort of affinity for any of them. I, there was no transparency. I didn't know how they were growing their hemp or how they were extracting or why they were even in business. Was it just for money or were right. they really trying to help? So I bought her products for two years and then I said, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm in Colorado. I'm surrounded by hemp farmers. Um, I'm going to go meet some of them and see how this works. And, and I did and finally met Kurt and, um, Kurt is far and away the best hemp farmer in Colorado without a doubt. Um, Kurt grows his hemp differently. He grows it for quality instead of quantity, mm-hmm. which everyone else grows for. Um, that's not fair. There are some good farmers out there, but, um, <laughs> Has to be at least another one, right? Yeah, but you know, Kurt, Kurt is Kurt. No, was, he sounds like a man. And he was a famous marijuana grower, and so he grows his plants like choice, super kind, high quality marijuana. And um, so once I connected with him, I I knew I had to put this together, 
And um, that's when I called Adrian because Adrian is the best storyteller, brand development, marketer that I know. And uh, it just so happened Adrian was coming off of his two and a half years of voyage. <laughs> yeah. And it was everything. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it worked out really well. And we went and climbed a mountain um, and we talked about what we would do and we laid the ethos and the groundwork and the principles for the company. And, and that was coming up on two years ago. Wow. That's just, uh, and, and it was your, and it was all, it, it goes back to your mom, right? She was the one that kind of suggested. Yeah. Alternative yeah. Method and, yeah. Wow. You know, I, and I really wanted to create a product for her. Mm-hmm. You know? And when you're looking to do something for your mom, like you do it right, you know? So that was the whole impetus behind it. Also, you know, Adrian and I both, we've been in, in business long enough that, you know, we've seen a lot of different sides of it. Mm-hmm. And at this point in our careers, we only want to be on the, the super high quality, the super high integrity, the make a difference, make a positive impact side of business. Um, we're not interested in, in just making a buck. We're, we really want to make a difference. And, um, you know, there are many other ways that we can make a buck, mm-hmm. perhaps, you know, in the short term, even more. But um, but we're just really focused on on the business as a positive. Um, and for me, it's a it's a it's an experiment in entrepreneurialism. Entrepreneurialism. Um, what happens when you do the right thing at every turn? What happens when you focus on your customers and ask those questions? Is exactly. it's better for them? And it's my belief that um, although it may be more difficult, although it may be more expensive, that you create a much more loyal base and you create a product that's built to last um, and a company that's built to last. So that's what we're here for. That's Rhett Taylor, everybody, of HelloNed.com, as well as uh, Meet, actually, yeah, and at MeetNed for Instagram, Facebook, and now on to our listeners' favorite segment of the show. Welcome to the round with no name because they're all taken. <laughs> I know this is the one you've been waiting for. I, I, I don't know if Adrian gave you any of these answers up already or these questions, so hopefully he didn't. But no. but this is where Steve Wiley, the producer, might come out. He is called he he is known as the leg breaker. So we want to keep this quick. You gotta you gotta answer quick. You got five seconds, okay. and that's it. That's it. I, I don't. You you know what? You don't have to deal with him. I have to deal with him. So, let's, uh, <laughs> without further ado, <clears throat> is your thinking cap on? All right. What is what is? Th- these are going to be very serious questions. All right. So just so you know, what is your favorite book? Uh, Lonesome Dove. Favorite movie? Dances with Wolves. You're stranded on an island. What is the one item you want with you? Can't be a person. Ah, oh, um, helicopter. <laughs> ha, ha. Is that cheating? All right, then a library. Oh man, those are two solid. We gotta come back to that. You're uh, you have you're allowed to start up any business you want with an unlimited amounts of money right now. You just landed a jackpot. It can't be your own. What would it be? Reconnect which would be to help people reconnect with nature. Would that be the name of it? Yeah, reconnect. It's it's a business I 
wanted to begin uh, before Ned, and oh, okay. it, uh, Ned kind of became it. So it's the product side. Got it. Awesome. And is entrepreneurism a fad? Uh, everything's a fad. You know, everything's got expiration points, but no, it's um, definitely not. Uh, in a college town, I'm surrounded by young people and they're more entrepreneurial than ever. So I don't think so. Are podcasts the future? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Storytelling. <laughs> Solid answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Always have. Do you feel, what's the reason behind that? Do you think that uh, just people are going getting into a newer thing? Or, or do you... Yeah. I I love podcasts because I love stories and I love the array of different podcasts that go from everything from, you know, the most niche topics to, to this and that. And I can tap into those topics anytime I want. How do you drink your coffee? I don't drink coffee. I can't stand it. Oh, curveball, <laughs> curveball. <laughs> How do you drink your hemp oil? <laughs> Uh, yeah, drop it on <laughs> the tongue. Drop it in the tongue. Yes. <laughs> how many? <laughs> how often? <laughs> no. Uh, do you do any caffeine at all, like tea or something? No, never. No. Or uh, I never wanted to be addicted to anything. My mom was a habitual diet coke drinker, and tab back in the eighties. Um, and tea and coffee, I, always caffeine. I just never wanted that addiction. So. So do you stick with water? Yeah, water for the most part, and I love a good beer too. What is the one thing that you need on you every day? Maybe it's like something you wear, something you eat or drink, but you need it every day. It makes you you. Um, I guess maybe my running shoes. Are you always running? I try to run pretty much every day. How How many miles do you usually get in, like minimum? Uh, these days, not as much, but I used to do up to a hundred miles a week or so. Wow. Nowadays, what, like it, what's, what's like, I guess, as long as you get what, two, three a day. Yeah. Four or five a day. is good. Making, making it sound like it's no big deal. <laughs> I'm over here getting four to five a week on a good week and tell me a day, <laughs> hundred <laughs> miles. Oh man. Uh, well we are having a little competition you got a nickname for a little fellow over here, a little pooch. Uh huh. What, what's that? What's that nickname? We'll see if it sticks. Uh, <laughs> I've got a daughter who would be great at this, um, but uh, yeah, Sparky. Sparky. I. You know what? Someone said sparkles before, so I don't know what it is with that. But now that's got me thinking. Maybe maybe we're onto something here. All maybe right. We're onto something. And last but not least, how seriously would you take me in a meeting if we were having a serious business meeting right now and you just found out I walked in with socks and sandals? <laughs> um, I don't know, Mac. I think you could pull it off. I think you could pull it off. It's happening right now <laughs> as we speak, man. As we speak. I. It's just, man, it's a trend. I got to make this, I got to make this a trend. It's going to stick one day, one day. It will be socially acceptable. I swear. You heard it here. Well, you survived. I survived. Steve Wiley did not come out. 
But uh, yeah, no, that was that was some uh, got some interesting answers there. Helicopter or library? You know, no one's ever said those two. I don't uh, think ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you you're onto something here with the helicopter because you fly away, right? But what if that's the only island? Where are you gonna go? <laughs> yeah. All right. Run out of gas eventually. Yeah, then uh, I would need a library. You know, so. And this way, you hopefully, could... there's snow on the island, and I could have a snowboard. How about that? That'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah. You you snowboard a lot, I take it. Yeah, that's one of my biggest passions. Sweet. Well, you know, the mic is yours right now. It's been a pleasure having you on, everybody. Rat Taylor of HelloNed.com, as well as at Meet Ned for Instagram and Facebook. Mic is yours. I know there's still the promotion going on, right? It's the B two B. Yeah. Um, if you if you are interested uh, to check out uh hello ned uh dot com um for the full spectrum hemp uh products uh that you have there's a promotion going on for all listeners it's the letters b number two b that's the yep. promotion code it's still active right it I'm, is I'm yep. okay yep use it up and uh you know love to see uh uh ton of uses on that for sure <laughs> and uh yeah the, the mic the mic is yours any uh any closing thoughts yeah, you know, just want to thank you for providing a platform. Um, you know, the the CBD market is, like you've alluded to, is completely unregulated. And there are a ton of different products out there. And the difference between the quality ones and the, the not quality ones is massive. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to, to us, those with quality products that actually spend the time, money, and, and energy to do the right thing and to make a good product, it's important to us to have these platforms, to have storytellers such as yourself, um, to share what we're doing and provide a bit more transparency into it all. So, just want to thank you, Miro. Appreciate Appreci- it. Appreciate the words, right? Definitely looking forward to seeing uh, you know both your and Adrian's uh, journey. So, I'm, I'm definitely excited, you know, to see where you guys are at. Just uh, shortly. Take thank care. Thank you. Thank you. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is Bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>